Welcome to show number 10 of the Online Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Devine. Now here's the news. Not too much online gaming news this week. A few little things. The Wargameroom.com updated two of their games. Paths of Glory is up to 4.3, and that was on September 29th. Twilight Struggle is up to 1.6 on September 29th, and they updated the third-party server to support those. Vassal, that usually has a lot of updates, only had two uh, for this period. Carcassonne the Castle was put up on September 28th. It has auto bonus tiles set up and a running count of remaining tiles. GMT's SPQR, all 37 battles have been put up. Basic expansions and all 24 C3I scenarios. It is pending GMT's approval. Super Duper Games added a ladder feature, or it's in beta now. A Tangle module was added, and they're proposing a clock change. If you want to pipe in on that, go over to Super Duper Games and check it out. Spiel by Web posted up something that Santiago is back in beta. Hopefully we'll be seeing that soon. It's Your Turn put up on October 1st Jamble, which is a Scrabble variant. It's similar to Scrabble, but not exactly the same. Pente.org put up a post that one of their users has played over 10,000 games. Wow. And there's a new feature in the forums that allows you to post a game board right into the forums. Gold Token has added restriction checkers, and they've updated the code for Salvo and Checkers to their new system. Their newsletter was just released. It's a monthly newsletter. And they've added new tournament code. MobbyWeb has updated Hanza and Samurai with some interesting features. Ludaholic has added Rollback, which allows the administrators to restore a game to any point. And the refresh timers in the game have been set on pause while typing in the messaging window. Kernick has posted the monthly archives of the Reversi games. What this means is you can download all of the month's uh, reversey games in one big file instead of doing each individually. Asobrain has been doing an interleague tournament. I'm not sure if you can still get in on that, but you can watch its progress in their forums. Game Table Online, Lord of the Fries is the free game of the month. Diplome.org has their Spring 2006 Retreat issue of The Zine available online. Brain King made a modification to their action points contest. The first place winner, well, it's not really first place anymore. They're going to pick a random uh, place in the top ten to win a two-year membership. The rest get a secret prize. Boardspace.net has been having a... Uh, forum topic about tournaments. If you'd like to see tournaments on BoardSpace.net, go over to BoardSpace.net and check it out. As I said, not too much news this week, so 
I guess we'll get right into the review of the online board gaming site, which is Bote Aju from France. See you next week. This is Michael A. Stackpole, and you're listening to the Gaming Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Joe Peterson, and I am the Abstract Gamer. Join me at www.abstractgamer.com for intelligent discussion about abstract games that span the ages. I'll discuss games such as the oldest known game, Senate, the most played board game in the world, Shang-Chi, classic games from the West such as chess, as well as soon-to-be classics such as GIF. If you are interested in learning more about the beauty and wonder of abstract strategy games, surf over to www.abstractgamer.com. Well, here's our first review, and if I sound a little hoarse, I was ill over the weekend, so bear with me. Okay, I'm going to review another multi-game website, and that is Bote Ajou. It's a French site, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. The site is all in French. There is no English translation anywhere. They are working on it, but as of right now, they have no English translation. So, you'll have to just go with... Uh, trying to figure out what a lot of things mean. Uh, I did notice when loading the web page from the United States, it takes a while to load. I'm not sure if it's the web host or the fact that it's going overseas, but it does seem to take a bit of time to load. Anyways, they have a number of games online, a number of uh, fun games, some I had never heard of, some I had heard of, of course. Um... They're listed in French, so I'm going to give the French names, and if I uh, know the English translations, I'll let you know. As Alhambra, Amazons, Diablic, Drolls des Zibres, Divan, Finsterfleur, for Fearsome Floors, Gift, La Guerre de, de Montons, Shazam, Tauris, and Tyrus. Now, it's one of the only places you can go to play... Um, most of those games, uh, Devon and Gipf, I'm quite sure you can play at other places, but as for the rest of them, I have not seen them available anywhere else. So let's go into the interface a little. When you get to the web page, you need to register. Not too difficult, as long as you can figure out, if you're not a French speaker, how to register. I had at least one person ask me how I found the site, <laughs> um, since I am not uh, French. But it's not that hard if you look for it. And then you can create uh, create the games, and there is some type of ranking system that you can use. Uh, each time you play a game and win or lose, your ranking goes up or down, and the ranking is ELO. And I've seen that used on a number of French and Bulgarian sites, so I think it has something to do that I'm I'm missing, but ELO is your ranking in a game. Whenever you finish a game, your ranking will either go up or down. Um... Some of the games rank from very simple games to more complicated games. Obviously, Torres and Alhambra, both of which have been brought over by Rio Grande, 
are more complicated games where Amazons, Diabolique, Durls de Zebras, uh, Shazam, Tyrus, they're faster games, uh, certainly. So you can create a game. Um, I had a little bit of difficulty trying to figure out how to join a game, uh, probably because there were no open games. It seems that they fill up rather quickly. When I created a whole bunch of games to play, uh, they were quickly filled. I was able to start my turns right away. Didn't mention. Boteju is a is a play-by-web, not an interactive. You take your turn, then the next person uh, at some point in the future takes their turn. Uh, meant to mention that earlier, but yeah, it's a play-by-web, not a interactive. So let's go down the games. We'll start with Alhambra. Alhambra's very nice, very nice scans of the buildings and even scans of the cards. Uh, the interface has the buildings you can buy, the money you can pick up, that which is in your hand, your city grid, and then it shows you the grid of the other players in the upper left. How many cards they have, um, and how many, excuse me, and how many money cards they have, and whether they have anything in reserve. So that makes it uh, pretty nice. So you can easily see what's going on in each person's uh, city. Uh, there's a little score and shows you how many tiles are remaining um, up by the buildings. Uh, your reserve is in the bottom left. They they have a mini form, what they call a mini form, and you can message back and forth in that to do messaging in the game. So that's Alhambra. Uh, next, Amazones or Amazones, Amazons. Uh, that game I'd never seen before. Apparently, you are a princess or queen, and you're trying to get the best Amazon on your side uh, each turn. Uh, some traits, the head, the body, and the legs are turned up. And what you're trying to do is to get the best of each one, match them together, and have the best Amazon in your harem. Uh, I think you can have multiple guys in your harem. And you're trying to get the best ones, and you use bid cards of the same color to bid. Uh, there are negative cards as well to bid lower. And that's kind of where you're going for is to bid as to to bid low or high to try to get the different guys in your harem. So uh, I haven't been able to play a complete game of that. We're kind of stuck on one player taking their turn, but we'll see how that that plays out.
Finster Fleur is a game that I've actually seen played uh, on a board. I've seen the Fearsome Floors version. And it's essentially you're trying to run away from the evil monster that is chasing you in the building. And you can hide or try to hide from from him by hiding behind other players. This doesn't work as well as it sounds. But you can give it a shot. You're basically running around and trying to escape. And now, the setup is very nice. There's a nice scan of the board, scan of the counters. There is a... Um, there's also a background where you can see the last couple turns and what happened in the last turn uh, shows you a grid so you can see what the movement of the monster this that or the other um, so you can see what happened the previous turns that's a very nice feature that I've I haven't seen many other places um, there's Diabolique. Diabolique is a very simplistic, abstract game. The object is to get the, the ball from one side to the other side. You can pass the ball vertically, diagonally, or horizontally to another one of your pieces, as long as it's not blocked by one of your opponent's pieces. And you can move your pieces one space or two spaces, the ones that don't have the ball. And that's pretty much the game. In the board version, it's simply a bunch of rings, and then the ball sits on one of the rings. In the online version, they look like uh, football players or soccer players. Um, it gives it a little bit of theme, which I found uh, interesting to take an abstract game and try to give it a little bit of theme. Drolls de Zebras... Uh, has to do with trying to fill up a a zoo with the best exhibits. The interface is, is pretty nice in that, again, it gives you a nice history of what happened, uh, gives you uh, only the options that you can make. Uh, so when you're moving the ranger around the outside, it shows you only the spaces that he can move to. Nothing more. It automatically flips the lions for you. And other things like that. So that's really nice. Uh, sorry, it doesn't flip the lions. But when you place the lions, it automatically flips the zebras. So that's a very uh, very interesting game. I, I came close to winning that game the first time I played it. But... Uh, I made a mistake and placed a zebra right next to my own lion. I wasn't even paying attention, so that didn't work out too well. Devon, it's Devon. It uh, you, you click on the pieces, you move the pieces where they need to go. Um, it does let you click on pieces that have no valid move, so uh, you have to pay attention to that. Uh, Gip, gif, piv, skip. You click, you move, you're done. 
La Guerre des Montans was one of those games that I had never really uh, seen before. And I'm, I'm really not sure how the game was played. I think there are some English translation rules somewhere. Um, I didn't really look very hard for them. But I know that I really didn't play it correctly. I'm pretty sure I lost quite badly. Uh, one of the things that's kind of annoying about Botejou is when the game is done, you don't really get a summary of what happened. Uh, so I'm not really sure exactly where I'm at in that game. Shazam, I completely, completely lost. Shazam is some game where you're, where you're one wizard fighting another wizard, and you're playing cards and then using your mana to try to beat him. And each turn, fire burns the sides, and you either push your opponent back or he pushes you back. And I actually, while I was playing the game, I thought I was the other wizard. And so I thought I was doing great. And in fact, I was getting my butt kicked. So I kind of wouldn't mind playing that again. I did find an English translation of the rules and the cards in their forums, which are which are quite nice. They have an English forum. So you might want to check there to find rules for some of the games. Um, it's probably your best bet on trying to figure out how the game is played. Like I said, the uh, La Guerre des Montans, or however it's pronounced, has to do something with herding sheep, or hunting sheep, or something with sheep. It's a tile-laying game. Kind of reminds me of Carcassonne, but not really. <laughs> and It's about a bunch of sheep, and some towns, and some forests, and Really don't know much more than that about the game. That's that's kind of where I'm at with the game. Is it's about sheep. Interface is kind of nice. Tells you where you can play, whether you can play or not. So that works pretty well. Perhaps one of the best implementations, and the only place I've seen it, is their Taurus. Uh, Taurus was a Spiel de Jahres winner, so it's very nice to see that you can play by web. Um, it has, you get to see your action points, what you can do, uh, where you can place things. I had never played the game before, so I'm doing really poorly. I'm, I think you can stack your castles somehow, I'm pretty sure, and other things like that in order to, um, do a bit better than I'm doing right now. I have six points. The leader has 30 points. So it seems like I'm just not doing it the way I should be doing it. And I've actually had somebody question my sanity in the game already. On what in the world am I doing? So the implementation, though, uh, you see the board from the top down. The castles have a number on them. Your knights have a number on them. Uh, there's a nice mouse over that shows you different things about each space. So, not that difficult to figure out what's what. Um, 
and the cards you draw are nice pictorials. They do have a mouse over that gives you a text description. Unfortunately, that text description, like everything else, is in French. Uh, if you want to place a castle piece, you click click the castle piece. If you want to place a knight, you click the knight. Move a knight on the board, you click the knight, and it'll show you the spaces that they can move. So, uh, pretty good in that regard. So that's Taurus. Oh, very nice game. And then there's Tyrus. Tyrus is the game of winning the election. And... Uh, I just had a turn come in and... Uh, just barely lost one of the elections. So my opponent has two and I have one. We tied on one of them. So we're on the last, well possibly the last election. If I don't win, then he wins it and he wins the game. You basically get the uh, the six slots on the board for the different election counters and then you have the counters running across the bottom. When it's your turn, you select where you want to put it and you select the token you want to put there and then you do it until you've each placed three tokens and uh, that's how the game progresses it's pretty pretty simple pretty easy And, uh, not much more I can say about it. Um, uh, Tyrus is a pretty simple game. You put down the tiles, you see if you beat your opponent. There's the obvious, this token beats this token in such a way. So, uh, if you know those rules, then it's not too hard to play. But, Bote um, I really wish they'd have an English translation of their entire site. Uh, it would make it a lot easier, uh, especially in English translation of all the rules. In a lot of cases, I'm playing some games that I've never played for real, so I don't know the actual rules. Um, I mentioned Taurus. Taurus, I had actually never played it. Uh, my friend owns it, and I asked him to give me a quick overview of the rules. Um, but I forgot a few things that he mentioned to me. So while I was playing, I ended up with a whole bunch of level 1 castle, no level 2s, and so my opponents are beating the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> I hope to play another game where I actually play a little bit better in that game. So, anyways, to sum up, uh, if you're looking for a game of Alhambra, Amazons, Diabolique, Turoles de Zibres, Devon, Finster Fleur, Gipf, La Guerre des Montans, Shazam, Torres, or Tyrus, go over to boteaju.net. That's B O I T E A J E U X dot net. And sign up. And, uh,. You can, you can play the games. It's it's not that hard. It's not that hard to figure out how to sign up. Um, I believe Crier Une Partie is how you create a game. Uh, not too hard to create a game. There are a couple very variants for some of the games. So you'll notice that. 
And the, the games will be marked whether they're standard or not standard or whatnot. So it's a, it's a, actually quite a nice site. I do find it a little annoying that it's a little slow to load. Uh, but unless they're making a lot of money and can afford to have a U.S. mirror or something else like that, I don't really see that happening. Um, I don't see it speeding up in any way. So my review's gone about 20 minutes, which is about what I expected for doing a multi-game board gaming site. So I'm going to turn it over, and I think we'll be talking about the multiplayer browser-based game Office Debo this week. And we'll take you over to that. Thank you. Hello, this is Kevin Devine from the Online Gaming Podcast. When I need the latest in board gaming news, I turn to BoardGameNews.com. Editor-in-Chief Rick Thornquist and his team of intrepid reporters have all the latest board game news, views, and reviews. So if you need news on the latest in the board gaming world, check out BoardGameNews.com. Okay, I'm going to review another online browser-based multiplayer game, and this week that's Office Depot. Now, Office Depot is what I'm going to refer to as a, as, as a template game. It has you... Uh, it kind of has the city, which they call departments, a battle arena where you fight the other guys, an energy meter that goes down as you do things, and then you have banks and then some kind of notes or other things like that, and some generic stats. Now, the reason why I like this over some of the other ones that are similar um in in the same vein, the same template, is that the theme is kind of interesting. It takes place in an office. You're fighting with pencils and thumbtacks and pair of scissors and defending with pieces of paper or uh, keyboards or whatnot. So, it's a... Uh, it's not bad. There's a couple things you can do and a couple specializations that you probably can do early on. Uh, so you've got uh, your different areas you can go. You have your stats. There's uh, combat stat. Uh, they call battling. Farming stat. Mining stat. Smithing stat. Fishing, cooking, and thievery. Uh, you start at level 1 on all of those. Uh, it's very easy to get up to level 2. Only 25 experience needed for that. But then it goes up pretty fast uh, beyond that. Right now I'm specializing in mining and smithing. You can mine copper. And then after you get to a certain level you can mine nickel. And then you get to another level you can mine the next material and so on. And then you can smith... You can make weapons or armor with your smithing skill. Uh, allows you to all the way up to level 25 where you can smith a nuclear bomb. <laughs> right now I'm not that far. I'm smithing pens, pencils, and I'm hoping to get to glue sticks and rulers soon. <laughs> so uh, I'm working on that skill. And I found that that was a good way to make money because you could smith weapons 
and armor and throw it over into the swap meet and make some quick cash. The thing I've also noticed is that there, there are other options. I mean, there's obviously the fishing skill, the cooking, catch fish and cook them. I think there's farming. I'm not sure what that gets you. If it gets you eggs or... Uh, yes, you can farm with chickens, which will give you eggs, sheep, pigs, cows. Um, and then you can cook. You can cook dough, trout, bass, salmon, catfish, tuna, shark. So that goes with fishing which will allow you to catch certain fishing, as long as you have the right fishing rods. So it kind of goes on and on about what you can do, um, and all the skills. So there's there's a number of things you can do. Obviously, battling will gain you some experience as well, though I did I was very impressed to find that the ancillary skills, such as mining, does increase my uh, overall experience, because I guess it adds them all together, so... That's kind of cool. So if you want to check it out, officedebo.com. We hope you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdivine at yahoo.com.